On the northern slopes of Mount Fuji, the volcanic soil is covered in a vast, dark forest. It's said the trees grow so thick with their canopies interwoven into a lush green blanket that even in a downpour, a hiker might not need an umbrella. In some areas, it's said the roots of the trees grow in such a way that they look like they are reaching out and almost seem to writhe with dark intent. The forest is known for its almost complete lack of sound. No birds, no insects, no animals making forest calls. When some people walk into the primeval undergrowth, they immediately report feeling isolated and anxious, enveloped by the strangeness of the oppressive atmosphere. For years, Japanese authorities have posted signs on the forest edges warning of the dangers of becoming lost within the shadow-filled woods, and urging those who are contemplating entering while under the dark influence of thoughts of self-harm should turn back. This case file joined the theorists as they follow the breadcrumb trail into the phantasmal forest in the foothills of Mount Fuji in... Aoki Gahara Forest. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 241, Aoki Gahara Forest. Nailed it. I'm Brayden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. I was just sweating all day. Thinking about having to get the number right. I was putting side bets on the over-under if, if you're going to fuck that name up or not. And I think I lost some money. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, those following along, uh, I'm now two for two. Uh, the last two words, hard words I had to pronounce. <laughs> Has he turned a corner? You did really and good. is hooked did on really phonics good. degree? A, I'm yeah. impressed. I Aoki a, Gahara and Forest? Those are the two yeah. words? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get into this one, we just want to do a little disclaimer at the beginning. Tonight, we're going to touch on some... Some pretty heavy subject matter. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna give it a lot of time, but we're gonna definitely touch on it. Um, and before we get into it, just wanted to reach out to anybody that's listening that might be struggling with any thoughts of self harm, or you know, just maybe struggling and need somebody to talk to. Uh, and just let you know that there's absolutely zero reason to suffer in silence and to be alone because there are resources for you and there's help. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are having those struggles, please don't stay silent. Um, we could give you a few numbers for the, the Canada Suicide Prevention uh, number, 833-456-4566. And then there's international number 1-800-273-TALK. And you can also text 45645 and uh, go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Those are all resources. So, you know, absolutely utilize them. They're there for a reason. 100%. Yeah. All in agreement. All, unfortunately, everyone knows someone who either has or knew someone who has taken a life. And uh, yeah, it's never a, never a something. Ta taken a life? I think it's taking their life. Taking their own. Yeah, well, yeah, in, a, in his vampire <laughs> circles. In his vampire yeah, circles. That, you just let it, you, you just slip? let it slip there, Zell. Yeah. Did that <laughs> slip? Yeah. <laughs> well, look at this guy. We all, know, we all know someone who has taken a life. I'm like... Wait, not, not me. <laughs> hey, like the guy's practically glowing. He had a fresh yeah. pint of blood in him. He's probably yeah, fresh off the kill. Yeah, like, let's be honest. Look at that smooth skin. <laughs> yeah. Right? The wrinkles are gone. That's forever 29 right there. Yeah. Wow. Forever 1829. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about Aoki Gahara Forest. Uh, today and uh, I think most people have probably either heard of this. This is the um, this is also the Ron Pond fan pick for this month. Uh, every month uh, on our Patreon, we we throw out a poll at the beginning of the month, and you get three topics to vote on and what we're going to talk about. And this is the one that everyone chose. Uh, it was pitted against uh, two other topics, um, and it squeaked out. It was like by two votes, I think. Like there's two votes yeah. that yeah. beat another case file. Because <laughs> you know the fuck it, the bastards probably voted for this one because they know. We're going to say something to get us canceled. 
Just no. <laughs> just Want us no. off the air. Yeah. <laughs> so we're always one, one step from the edge. Oh. Uh, it is probably one of the most infamous forests in Japan. Uh, it sits at the foot of holy Mount Fuji and is also known as Jukai or Aoki Gora Jukai, uh, also the Sea of Trees. Sea of now, trees. Uh, the, the forest actually sits on a plateau uh, of a lava flow at an altitude about 900 to 1,200 meters uh, on the northwestern slope of uh, Mount Fuji, and it's in the southern uh, part of the Yamanashi Prefecture in Japan. Now, some parts of Aoki Gahara are actually a nationally designated national treasure and also in special protection zones of Fuji Hakone Izu National Park. Now, so and if you're if you're wondering if you've heard of this forest before, you probably have. I would say, like famously, it's called the Suicide Forest, and one of the more famous incidences in pop culture in recent memory Are you is when bring this putts up. Yeah, is when the, that yeah. YouTube putts filmed a, a body in this forest. Uh, one of the balls. You know, they look the same yeah. to me. Not only did he like, not only did he film a body that he stumbled across, but he like proceeded to make jokes about how awkward it is and snicker and laugh like the most off-color, tasteless fucking thing I've ever seen. Well, listen, I, you know what? Like, it's, I'm not defending that, but I was like, it'd be, it was a weird thing to post. Absolutely. Like, I'm like, I was like, yeah, you know. Dude, those, those, uh, they do anything for clicks, man. Listen, this, yeah. the, the only thing less entertaining than that video was his fight with fucking Mayweather. I didn't watch it. Was it not a good I mean, fight? Yes. Oh, God, no. Wasn't it like the greatest, side, I thought it was the greatest, greatest, side greatest, fight, show. greatest fight of all time. Absolutely not. <laughs> the fucking side show. <laughs> uh, besides, yes, it is very, that is, it's probably um, most well-known, uh, it, like, factoid about this forest that is, that is also known as the suicide forest. Um, and a large number of suicides, a relatively large number of suicides have occurred um, within the boundaries of Aoki Gahara. Uh, that can probably be attributed to, at least they, they say that that, um, there is a popular book that was written in the 1960s. It featured two uh, two teenage lovers, pretty much Romeo and Juliet style, uh, snuffing each other in the forest, along with another book. <laughs> romantically. Romantically. If you can call it romantic. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet is still fucked up. Like, I'll, Absolutely. I will die on that rock. That, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the can, more you think about it, you're like, this is dumb as fuck. I hate this thing. A couple of 14-year-olds kill themselves. Like, not the, good. The, the, Leo, the Leo DiCaprio... Movie is pretty good though. <laughs> Great. Well, is Leo. that the one where they got guns? Yeah. Yes. And John, John Leguizamo. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's still that holds up. I think it's real. So pretty good. Um, and so you have you have this as well as as well as another book that was published uh, after that one. Um, in case the, in case you know the su subtle references in that other book about suicide weren't enough, maybe this yeah. one a little bit more clear. I guess more yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Does so, it say go to the forest and kill yourself? Absolutely. There is a chapter on that. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is the. It's. It's oh. the title. The full title is like the handbook. The complete suicide manual. Yeah, the complete the suicide manual, written by a Japanese author. Wataru Tsutsuri lists out a number of places that would be the best for suicide. Okay, not only does it, 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 it list places, it gives you, I think, up to 11 methods, up to most effective to least effective. Uh, it ranks them as far as cost. Uh, emotional toll on your family members. Like, and this is a real book. Big yeah. Theory Productions Incorporated does not endorse or promote the oh. purchase or reading of this book. No. <laughs> oh God, not. no. I can stay as far away from it as possible. Now, uh, besides that, Aoki Gahara fo uh, Forest is actually a, a pretty interesting place aside from those things. Like, I, even though it's most popularized for for those, these, the the dark deeds that are done there and have been, um, it, are now inextricably linked there. It has become, uh, sadly, a part of the forest that you actually have to have um, authorities like sweep it out, have an annual sweep every year uh, to go in and look for Which, uh, people who have taken their own lives. And, and they've actually, like, since as of 2011, they've stopped counting the number of bodies that they found because they didn't want to, like, popularize it, make it, you know, make it more of a polarizing thing than it already is. But, like, the last year, 2010, they, they tallied 200 suicide attempts with 54 casualties. It's so crazy, man. Right? Like, and that that's within the last year. But I think something that we really need to like make clear too, right? Because this is this is especially the subject matter, this was very shocking reading it, right? It was hard to digest, but you you kind of need to understand that Japan has a little bit 
like historically has a little bit of a different attitude towards suicide that really stands in like a stark contrast to what, you know, those like, especially like the Judeo-Christian societies and stuff like that. I think that's important to... If you like what, like more honorably sometimes? Well, in, in some circumstances, like I, I would say the idea of, of, of what is it? Seppuku. 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 Um, the ritual suicide of like, a, you know, samurai days where it's it's kind of glorified. It has been glorified in some some aspects of Japanese culture. And it's kind of hung on to that. Like, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's seen, it was seen as a way of atonement. Yeah. Right. So it was more of an honorable way of going out, especially like within the military ranks. Oddly enough, like, the special way of like seppuku, the harikari method of committing suicide was only reserved for samurai and, and noble people. If you were not, you had to do it in less honorable ways. But that that kind of just shows you how honorably they considered it. Like you have to be this honorable to kill yourself in this fashion. And then you go back to even with, like, with World War II with the kamikaze pilots, right? Like that was honorable, right? That, was, yeah, going out and dying in battle was always uh, seen as a preferable way to go out. Well, I mean... <laughs> it, it, Independence Day glorified that too. That's before dishonor. But like, and you think this is like pretty, potentially like pretty archaic, you know, ideas. But (laughs) you look back at this, there is this, um, there is this expense, uh, expense scandal with a cabinet minister, uh, Toshikatsu Matsuoka, who took his life in 2017, or sorry, 2007. And the former governor of Tokyo described him as a true samurai for preserving his honor. Yeah. Wow. Like that was in 2007. Yeah. So it's still, yeah, the, like the it's vestiges still prevalent. Of, of, yeah, the vestiges of samurai culture still, all those veins run deep so trickle throughout through. Japanese culture. But aside from that, um, you do have a lot of cool features about Aoki Gahara as just a singular, as a place just that is unique uh, it, for it's just natural, uh, the way that it has actually grown, like its natural environment. So the, the forest floor is actually made of volcanic rock, which is, is just cooled lava from apparently there is a, a massive eruption in 864 AD. And the stone there is hard and porous and full of tiny little holes, uh, which make give the the forest this one of its uh, kind of uh, notable spookiest. characteristics, the yeah. spookiest characteristic <laughs> of of being able to absorb sound. A lot of people who go into this, almost every single person that walks into this forest, uh, the, the first thing that they say that you notice is the lack of sound, like no eerily, birds chirping, nothing. Yeah. Eerily quiet, and some people say like if you got lost and you were you know a couple hundred yards from like other people, they might not hear you yelling. Like it, that the dense forest and the makeup of this just <laughs> absorb that. If our if we recorded there, it'd sound way better than we're in. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh. yeah, they they say it's because like yeah the like the makeup of the foliage like the like the moss on the mm-hmm. forest floor is so thick and like porous that it mm-hmm. acts as like an ultimate sound absorber. Yeah, and that on the ground, like this, another uh, unusual characteristic of Aoki Gahara is that the 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 soil is only about ten centimeters thick, and so what happens is that you have, even though it is very it is very fertile and it's very good for for trees like that that volcanic soil. Because it's so thin, the roots of a lot of the uh, roots of the trees, the way that they grow, is that they grow out sideways almost. Oh, so they they, so, like, they burrow down till they hit the rock and then jet out. Right, and so you get this. Um, if you see a lot of pictures, you, you know, pull up pictures of Aokigahara, it gives it this very primeval, spooky uh, appearance with all of these. You have all of these roots like climbing over each other, forming Merkwood, little bumps man. and hills. That, yeah, yeah, I was going to say the, the same thing. Merkwood. I was That's what when I looked like. at pictures, it's beautiful, but I was like, man, this looks like Mirkwood. Did Tolkien like visit you... Japan before he wrote those? Yeah, because that's what it looks it like. Could be like, the inspiration. Look, it, looked, it yeah. looks that like it could have just fit right into that movie, no problem. Uh, another really cool part they literally tell you they're like do not like even like advanced hikers and outdoors people they say do not wander off the trail Mm -hmm. you will get lost or if you do you have to leave ribbons or some type of markers as you go you gotta Hansel and Gretel it yeah (laughs) Uh, the the Aoki Gahara Forest is like even though it is spooky and it is uh, a place that has been known to to be the the site of a lot of you know suicides and, and these things. Um, it, it there are sites within 
Aokigahara Park, like that that area, that are hot tourist destinations. They are places that they, you know, they there are places for school trips, field oh, trips, yeah. and you things like that. Just go water skiing, yeah. and <laughs> zip lining. Well, I mean, it, no, it's popular for fucking like ball anatomy and biology fucking classes. Okay, go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Comp- decomposition stages. Right? Uh, well, aside from yeah. that, you also have these pretty. You have these pretty neat uh, set of caves. There's one there, and there's one called Narusawa Hyoketsu, which is called the Ice Cave. Now, uh, the Ice Cave is located on the east entrance of Aokigahara. And so um, about 1150 years ago, during uh, year six of the Jogon era, 864 AD, um, you know, you had this giant eruption occur. And with the, um, it it was like, it, it exploded out the flank of Mount Fuji. And then all of this lava descended down into uh, between all of these other tiny little volcanoes and then created this two-tunnel cave system. Now, it's about 156 meters long. And with like these two, it's it's almost like a figure eight when you look at the formation of the caves. And what's so what's pretty neat about it is that the average temperature inside these caves is usually between zero and three degrees Celsius. Awesome. And nice. that's wow. ice, ice right formation. Ice formation takes place within the cave year-round. Oh, so it's like those like ice, those stalactite fucking icicles hanging down everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the groundwater like seeps through and actually freezes. And so they said that ice, like since that time, like the, when the, the cave was discovered and they had these ice and stuff like that, ice would, they would actually use it as a natural refrigerator from the Edo period. And ice would be cut from inside the cave and taken to uh, the shogun. This culture, of the area. fun fact, actually, this culture is the first one to refrigerate beer. Oh, oh! There we go. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> I think. Pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I feel like that would end up like decreasing the fucking suicide you, numbers. Though they'd be happier. You sp- you spit that fact out so believably. I was like, interesting. Yeah, and then, of all the people, yeah. Zell would know. Yeah, that's right. Figured, like, yeah. yeah, and I'll also probably had a couple pints there. <laughs> also, according to Toho Films. Within this cave is fro- is the frozen body of King Ghidorah <laughs> from the Godzilla films. Oh, which one? Which, which one's that? Which uh, monster? Godzilla, is that? Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters, all out attack. That's the, that's the. Entire but which time. one's King Ghidorah? Yeah, what is that? Oh, he's, he's, the three, he's the three-headed three golden head. dragon. Oh, the three-headed oh, yeah. golden oh, dragon. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that one. And he's frozen down there as well. So, according, <laughs> you know, you have you have this this like super spooky forest eerily creepy, silent. Uh, you know, you have <laughs> some sort of naturally forming ice cave that's frozen all year round. Uh, naturally, with something like this in such a, you know, story-rich um, culture, there's bound to be some folklore and stuff that uh, goes along with this forest. Well, not only that, like Japan... And Japanese people are like very dialed in when it comes to fucking like supernatural, supernatural. right? Like I remember reading not too long ago, I'd have to look it up, but there was like, there was a, a an elected official that they were offering him like, you know, like, you know, the prime minister gets to free place to live. The president gets his white house. Like he was given a place to live and he went in there and was like, can't do it, boys. Like this place is fucking paranormally activated. I'm going to need somewhere else to live. And <laughs> like, he wasn't scoffed at or anything. Everybody, all the Japanese people were like, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, the, it was the former prime, it was the former prime minister. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, and that that's real. He's like, yeah, you know what? We should probably condemn that fucking place. I didn't even think, I don't think twice. They're like, yeah, this place is haunted. Uh, I'm out. I'm going to move. Yeah. You can't <laughs> rearrange that furniture enough to make that place positive. Like, what happened? Fuck out of there, man. Ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, you know what? There's ghosts in that one. So I'm going to need a bigger one with a pool, maybe. Less ghosts. (laughs) I'm okay with one or two ghosts. Yeah. After that, I'm out. Uh, yeah, one of one of the facets of folklore that actually deals directly with Aokigahara is there is from there's local legend from Buddhist folklore that has that Aokigahara was the place where people once practiced what is known as obatsute, um, which is the uh, act gran- of granny tossing. Yeah, essentially, aka <laughs> well, <laughs> granny yeah, tossing, like, granny dumping. Well, isn't it like? I know Okasan is mom and Obasan. Obasan's like old lady. Grandma. Yeah, Obasan yeah. is grandma. So it's mm-hmm. like 
Ubatsu is Oba, fucking, yeah, Oba is yeah, it yeah, it's grandma, that, yep. it's grandma dumping. Like that's basically <laughs> comes with the fucking name. Yes, and it was the practice of taking a elderly or sick family member into a remote area and leaving them to die, which is like that's not like isolated to Japanese culture. I'm pretty sure other cultures have had that well, as well. Well, here in but, Canada, we call it pillow therapy, but. Yeah, I, I find cheaper. it absolutely disgusting and despicable that, you know, a culture would do this. They need to abandon, you need to abandon your grandparents in homes so they can be abused by strangers until they die. That's yeah. the right way to do it. How about a warm it? glass of shut the hell up? That's <laughs> the Canadian way. <laughs> yeah. oh, you get back to sewing those wallets. <laughs> your fingers Ooh, are sore? My fingers hurt. Mm, well, yeah. now your back's sore. <laughs> you just got landscaping duty. Oh. I mean, I like... I read that and I was like, oh, that's bad. And then I was like, well, I'm pretty sure like all of our senior homes are just awful. I'm got sorry. wiped out in Canada. It was terrible. They literally and- had to bring in the military <laughs> to, to help during COVID because when they like they saw the conditions of these places, like they as someone like- who unfortunately frequents these places. It's fucking horrible. Like Let me one, tell you something. One Del Boca member- Vista isn't all what it's cracked up to be. No. <laughs> anyway, but this like this practice from what I read was usually the grandparents were like, I'm old and weak, especially in times of like, uh, like famine. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, let me pass on. So like my family can live. And then it's like, it was like an agreement that I don't think they weren't just riding up a horse and kicking grandma off. Yeah. But listen, we got a book for you. We got a book here for you with 11 different methods that don't include (laughs) starving to death. There's way better ways of fucking taking care of this. Like, why uh, would you let them go and slowly die a painful death? It it, it was, like, it, yeah, from from the folklore, it is reported, like, it it says that um, it, this practice was meant for, like, a team, t- times of extreme shortages. So famine, disease, these kinds of things where, where families were struggling to support even their healthy members. So resources-wise, you had, you just had to let them go. There is kind of, I, I would say there is a poem from Buddhist folklore that commemorates the 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 story of is this it practice. a haiku? I don't know. Nice. It's not a haiku. Is oh. <laughs> it me? Um, but I actually thought it was. I remember always point. choosing those when we had to write poems in school. I was oh, like, always, always. Choose, you had to choose a haiku. What is it like three, two, five, three, five, or seven, seven, five, 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 seven, five, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Way it better. is. I, I find it kind of poignant. It is. Uh, it kind of go, it goes like this: In the depths of the mountains, whom was it for the aged mother snapped? One twig after another, heedless of herself, she did so for the sake of her son. So the when the uh, it's said that like this poem is commemorated when when a son was carrying his mother up through the forest, she was snapping off twigs and leaving them behind so he could so find she could his fi- way. Well, no, so, so she he could, could find her find, way out. No, well, so he no. Could find his way yeah, out. get real, get real. <laughs> Grandma was snapping those twigs. So when the sun dropped off, she's like, fuck this. I, like, I've got to save myself in this situation. Find my way out of this forest. <laughs> let me tell you, let me ask some, who wrote that poem? Probably the sun. <laughs> right? Same. Yeah, yeah. possible. <laughs> Now, um, so with this storied uh, piece of folklore and the large amount of suicides, it has always been kind of, uh, I mean, it's inevitable that Aoki Gohara would be long associated with ghosts, right? And one ghost in particular known as the Yure ghost, which actually is, it's actually, there's a lot of different types of Yureis, but like Yure is like one type of, a subset of ghosts, I suppose. You have yureis and yokais, which is like there's a difference, but I'm not which sure. one's the grudge one? The, well, uh, the yureis, it's an on, technically that would be a uh, an onryo is what the grudge is. So oh, don't like that, um, right? No. So, <laughs> um, according to Shinto tradition, all of us, all people, have a god within us. So technically, your soul, like your your spiritual being within you, is encased in your fleshy prison. Um, and you know, it's trying and you have to beat a, its way out your entire life, <laughs> pretty much. And so, when you die, your god frees itself, or kami, or whatever they want to call it. Now. My mongoose god. <laughs> when a family member dies in Japan, uh, living relatives usually, um, the living relatives have to watch over the spirit. So there, there's an entire religion kind of dedicated to um, uh, to taking care of spirits and making sure that they have a, a successful transition into the their paradise, into the afterlife. Because like it, it, 
once you die, you don't automatically go are you saying, to- are you, are you saying here that ghosts that are become like malevolent? Oh, fuck, I- brutal. Malevolent? Malevolent, thank nice. you. Yeah. Hey, hey, he had two in a row. Number three, <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> two for three. Uh, they're just ghosts that weren't taken care of. They're like bad kids. So it's like, it's it's not on the kids. The go- it's not the ghost <laughs> fault, it's the caretakers. So it's the family. They didn't obviously weren't taking care for this ghost. Well, yeah, it's just that the the proper. I mean, there are very there are very set amount of there's a very uh, like set in rules of rituals that need to be observed in order for a uh, a spirit to uh, to pass on to the paradise or the their idea of heaven. So if that doesn't happen, your your kami or your the god that is within you becomes can become malevolent or charged with negative energy and can cause uh, harm to people uh, or even do a lot of different things. Apparently, or a lot of abilities are attributed to different types of yure. Now, um, uh, the religion that deals with this is called Goryo Shinko, and this is. Uh, when your when your spirit passes on to paradise, then they actually become a guardian spirit. So if you don't take care of the spirit, it becomes vengeful. If you do raise it, it's kind of like a tamagotchi, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and you go, it goes all the way in, and it becomes like a little guardian spirit. It evolves. I don't know, like you, you turn into. The- so if you feed the spirit its whole life, nice positive energy, it bursts forth upon death and guards you. If you do the opposite, it haunts your dreams forever. Yes. That's what we're saying. So uh, you'll see a <laughs> lot of get haunted. some of the traditions include things like um, uh, giving a, a spirit a Buddhist name when you die. So um, that once you transition over, you cannot be inadvertently summoned back for uh, mm. by your earthly name. So when somebody dies, they're given a, usually a Buddhist name. Sometimes you'll see pictures of uh, gravestones, um, which I learned that actually in Japanese gravestones, like Japanese gravestones, that's the family gravestone. There's just one. Yeah. Most of the time, according to Buddhist tradition, like everybody's cremated. So they have like a family one. And then sometimes they'll put these wooden markers behind, which will have the Buddhist names of people, of those who have, uh, of the deceased. And so these Buddhist names allow them not to be summoned back inadvertently, like pulled back from their transition or pulled away from that, uh, allowing them to to make an easier transition over into the, the, the blessed afterlife. <laughs> so you would. So... The word yure actually comes from the kanji yu, which means dark, and then rei, which means soul. Dark soul is pretty fucking metal. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it does. Now, a yure is normally characterized by uh, they have this long black hair and they wear a white kimono. And because they're normally would- women, because women are more emotional. I think is what the Usually okay. they, yeah, it can, be, it can be the, uh, I think it is, I think yeah. there's a disproportionate amount of Yure who are women. It is, and it's because they're more emotional. I literally said that. Like, I, I mean, hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. So, I mean, that, <laughs> like, it kind of fits, I suppose. Uh, and uh, another one, another interesting little aspect of Yure ghosts is that they, they usually don't have any legs or hands. Like that's that's something that's usually remarked on is that they don't yeah, have. Those any, are hard to draw. <laughs> I suppose we we talked about that before. <laughs> and so if if you if you very much if you think of a uh, the ring, which in a Japanese movie the Ringu, um, that is pretty much like an archetypal ring. You got the girl with the long black hair hanging mm. down, the white the white dress, the white flowing dress. Uh, that's very much like what you would consider a yure. Now, a yure is like a set of whatever and a set of mythological paranormal being, but there are different yures within that categorization of ghosts. Like different levels of evil here? That's what we're talking? Pretty much. Yeah. Each one is associated with a certain, like a certain... Uh, a certain kind of subset of, of things that have happened to them or what causes them to become a ghost. So you have- and They uh, kind of exhibit different traits depending on how they die. Yes, exactly. Right? So you have so things like the first one is called the Goryo. So you have the Goryo, which is, is I guess, literally- This guy with six to, arms. You fight him before you fight fucking uh, Shang Tsung. I, yeah. Is that I right? No, he has four arms. Forearms. Forearms. The Goryos are, are literally translated means noble spirit, which are usually ghosts of the arist- arist- 
aristocratic class. The Aristocats. Uh, Aristocats. Yeah. yeah. It's a good show. Um, O'Malley. Usually have hilarious. suffered some type good of joke. agonizing death or been slighted at death. Um, one one popular legend of a Goryeo is uh, one Goryeo called Shintokami. Uh, he's also known as Tenjin. And it's said that under after the years of following what was an unfair murder, uh, this this specific Goryeo uh, caused things like thunder, heavy heavy rains in the capital city, caused fires, floods, all kinds of natural disasters. Usually, Goryeos are, I think, are the most powerful of the uh, of the Yure. and so now they'll cause all kinds of havoc and wreak all of this stuff within a within a certain. Usually a certain yeah. area. Usually this is this is what you're like dealing that. with whenever you play Sim City. Yes, so it is a force. <laughs> what is it called in the natural disaster? <laughs> yeah, when everything starts going to shit, you got tornadoes, earthquakes. You know, Godzilla comes up out of the water. This is you can thank a Gorio. And in order to appease this ghost, to to cease the, the the torture that the city was going through, the 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 emperor was said to have burned the the officials letter of exile. I guess he had been put into exile. He actually had to burn that. And then he had to promote him post-mortem, had to give him a, a promotion in, uh, in the afterlife into another like civil, like another up, like from Baron to Duke, I suppose. Yeah, had to wow. give him like a promotion in order like, to, right. to get them to, uh, I will now die in peace. And they also literally made him a patron God of poetry, calligraphy and justice. Wow. Hmm. It sounds like you just just bribe them. Yeah, if you're having problems, uh, if you're having paranormal problems at home and you're got a ghost, hey, have you tried promoting them? Promoting them with, to meaningless titles? Yeah, have you tried giving yeah. them uh, new uh, new titles that not necessarily? Duke? Maybe it doesn't have to be a maybe it doesn't have to be a vertical promotion, just a horizontal. You know, yeah, like a lateral, like, <laughs> yeah. a lateral promotion. Yeah, it's no problem, right? Right. Move them into another role. Change of title. Give them a one percent raise. Yeah. Assistant park supervisor. Well, something yes. above inflation. Assistant two. Just at least, at least something that, you know, compensation above inflation. Like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that you're on a Ouija board having an interview with your ghost of, to promote him. Your <laughs> you're negotiating with him, like as you're yeah. like, going across. Like, uh. yeah. um, so uh, we mentioned we before. We really that. like what you've done here. <laughs> so we want to offer you a promotion. He's like, what about the company car? <laughs> to the addict. To right to the top floor in the attic. Ooh. <laughs> PTO. Think about all this. Think about all this. Think about all the stuff you can haunt up there. Uh, uh, like we mentioned before, one of the other ones, one of the other big ones is called the Onryo, which are vengeful ghosts usually that have died uh, having uh, resentment towards someone or something. So these are your, these are very, these ones are the bigs that are big in J-horror movies that you see in the the, the Grudge, The Ring. Yeah. Um, these are also kind of known as uh, Jibakure, which the, they're ghosts tied to a specific place. And But these ones are also known to have a type of curse, which is called like Tatare, uh, Tatari, which can trap those around them within a, a certain area. We just got level 20 wizards left and right. That's what these ghosts are. Very spooky ghosties. Uh, yeah. And and these are kind of the ones that... Um, these aren't just the your... Uras, they're not yeah. just your Caspers. You know, they're not just lurking in the closet. No, no they ain't friendly. These guys are looking <laughs> well, to cast fireball... For, from the skies and blow up your whole family. That's what it sounds when like. When you you and you when you start to look at the like what happens in uh Aoki Gahara, it's you know, people believe that like when a person dies of a sudden or violent death, it, it can be it caused them to become a Uri. Your is that how I say Uri? Uri. 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 And uh like yeah, they they can certain types, like the ones we just say, will transfer their rage and like their torment onto people. And like people always say like going into this forest, you get like feelings of dread, uh, anxiety, uh, for no reason. Just being in there is creepy. The ambient sound, it's like- Apparently the trees soak in negative energy. Yeah, so it's, it's it, dude, Merkwood. It's, uh, it, it's one of those things where I start to think that like, you know, if you have this place where, you know, people go and they do terrible things and, and kill themselves and, these spirits are lingering. Are you know? Is there a chance that these ure uri I fuck it, fuck it up every time. Yeah, right. Like as you wander Two into these five. woods, that they're 
because maybe they regret a decision or something, but these ghosts would then put that those feelings onto you, those negative emotions and neg- negative feelings. Because I think we can all agree that you've been to a place where you go mm. and you're just like, man, whatever is going on here, like some weird energies going on. I feel it weird. Like I've, you know, there's been a couple places I can think off the top of my head, like the killing fields, the weird forensic hospital in Bangkok, a couple of places we walk in, you're like, Oh, something's off here. I don't know what it is. Like there, it's off. there's a lingering negative energy and you f- like feel it as soon as you like approach it. Like, mm. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I was kind of thinking about it in, in this perspective is because there is like, there's an, like a lot of bodies that never get recovered from this forest. People just go missing and they're just presumed to have committed suicide. And one of the things that I always found interesting about this is that, you know, we talked about, um, you know, the, the son carrying the mother and then breaking the branches so he could find his way out. Well, hikers and stuff, when they go in, will leave ribbons, but so they can find their way out. But a lot of reports say like, don't follow those ribbons because you're likely to find a body at the end of the ribbons. And that that kind of aspect of it kind of was, I was like, well, I mean, I guess you never really know what's going through someone's head. But to me, it's a weird thing that you would place those ribbons to try to, like, you're like, oh, this is to find my way out. Or if you just want to find your body, I guess. But it, it was a weird thing where I'm like, you know, you know, and lots of times people would go and it's like they're tenting stuff and it's there. I'm like, I kind of wondered, I'm like, you know, is this some David Politis thing where there's something, you know, maybe these people going missing that was not all of them can be chalked up for this because some go missing and are never found. They get absorbed right. by the Literally trees. Literally the best place for a serial killer just to hang out. Right? Well, now, because even I was even reading that like the locals can tell if you're a tourist or you're summoning someone there to maybe not necessarily kill yourself but like explore the option they can tell right away so if you were as you said like a like someone like that like a serial killer that would be you you could just like people go there as tourists you can you could go walk around the forest follow the ribbons that's, well and then you find a dead body you're not gonna be like oh shit like you're gonna be like oh that's sad somebody killed themselves again yeah, you went there for it it's so weird or it'd be a great place to dump bodies I'd imagine uh yeah I think there is there are rumors that there <laughs> That Yakuza, uh, oh, Yakuza sure. do dump some of their bodies of, of well, why wouldn't probably you? murders have have would, happened. Fake a suicide, put a suicide note in the vest pocket. Usually, yeah, um, usually I think they find one. Some of the some of the notes are usually they're like written on cardboard and they're like nailed to a tree. Is what they usually kind of do. Usually leaving about like what time. Or they yeah. those fucking dolls that they nail to the trees. Yeah, there's oh. there's like picture of a doll that is there. There's some people have interpreted as that being some kind of like knock towards society. Uh, these things. It is a yeah. The, there is a whole kind of culture behind it. It's kind of. But, but my thing is like I'm saying like you know if we've talked about it before on the show like the call of the void, mm. right? Where it's you look over the ledge and you think, what if. Jump off, right? Just fucking jump off. See what right? head first. Truck passing, right? You're driving behind a uh, logging truck, and you're like, "I'm going to stay right behind this final destination stop." Right? That like weird, like it's a it's a known thing. There's like a, there's a term for it, right? It's we've talked about it before on the show. And I was while I was reading this, like knowing that this is like the the second most popular place to commit suicide, suicide. other than the Golden Gate Bridge. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if in there's certain places on earth where the call of the void is just stronger than other places. And if like, if these, these ghosts or the URI that are in here are like tortured souls that are kind of giving off that torment and those negative feelings, if you walk in, they're already like, you know, in a bad place, like, and then you start to get those overwhelming feelings on top of that. Like it is, is it, you know, is can we chalk it up to weird energies in these places that can do that, that, that give, give off that, this weird phenomenon that we don't know a lot about. There's, there's also apparently a a, quite a substantial amount of like measured infrasound going through the forest as well. Like it's like sub, so sound sub hearing, like frequency so So, low, you can't actually identify it. But in mountain style, most of the people that do end up committing suicide, like you, there has to be a means, right? Like they have to go there with a med- with a method, right? And, and I think like the two most popular methods there is like pills or hanging, right? So you would need tools to bring with you to do those things, I yeah. imagine. 
I'm I'm just saying if I'm and I'm, I I get that people would bring tools, but I'm saying if if there was if before you entered the forest you were harboring doubts about doing it, maybe entering the f- forest basically gets rid of those doubts and just get, like the, just right yeah. like yeah. You, they become like because like a lot of accounts I've read of people going in there minus the you know they're like it's actually stunning but it's also super eerie like you have you get a weird feeling being in this force it's creepy it, you it's eerie and you go in there and you get these feelings on top of that i i'm to me i was just kind of i was making connections of going i wonder if some of these places are just more prone to to that and then when people go there there's I wonder this. if people get those would get those same feelings if they didn't know that this place was also called the Suicide Forest. Like if it was just completely, uh, completely yeah, out like, of the zeitgeist kind of thing? Yeah, like if you had no idea, I wonder if you'd get those same like ominous feelings when you went there. Because like obviously you would now. You know, there's a well, stigma but, attached but, to it, right? But like, that's the other thing too. It's like, you know, we've, we've talked about before, you know, the power of conscious thought. Now we have everyone going like, that's the Suicide Forest. They're putting up signs like, don't do it. Right? Yeah, like don't. right as you go in, think don't, of your mother, think of your like, father, think right, of your kids. Don't do it. This we've we've now like put uh, basically all of our brain power into being like this place is. There's you know there's, that's what it is, right? And that's what it's for, right? And and I'm sure if you were standing on the edge of that forest and you watched someone hike in, you would think to yourself, I wonder if they're going to commit commit suicide in there, right? And we're we're just you're kind of giving into that negative energy of the force it was just a weird kind of uh thought process i went down this afternoon when i was daydreaming about it no definitely it's a uh, not suicide the forest in this case <laughs> <laughs> don't visit the just forest. clarify yeah all right we got more to talk about but before we get there we're gonna take a short break grab a beer and we're gonna be right there it is right back Woo! Uh, I had a thought on the break. We, you know, we were talking about the infrasound uh, running through the force, and you know, perhaps we we've talked about that before with um, the Kamar Daban incident, and you know, obviously Dyatsov Pass about you know the wind resonating off the mountains, the way it you know creates some sort of infrasound that's causing these issues. Um, the other one I was thinking of was like we talked about the Golden Great Gate Bridge is the number one spot where people commit suicide. And there is a, you know, like an eerie hum associated with the Golden Gate Bridge that they've tried to identify and they've tried to, you know, stop it. Um, And, you know, people claim it sounds like singing and stuff. But I wonder if these sounds, like, we just don't know uh, enough about the frequencies they're hitting or maybe the the wind's pulling off these structures or the porous holes in uh, the suicide forest. And that is causing some issues, that whether we know it or not, right? Like drawing people to these areas, you think? Like- Maybe, or just giving these people negative thoughts, right? When we're there, like, because if you think about the Kamar Daban incident, infrasound was one of the theories that these people all just went crazy and started committing suicide, if you remember that one in the... Same in Russian- Pass was one of the theories that the infrasound made the... Drove them all crazy. crazy and they right, couldn't. and they took off, took off their clothes and ran in there. But like we, in Kamar Daban, like some were headbutting rocks, right? And stuff like that. It just, it makes me wonder that if there's something to this infrasound where wind hitting things certain way will cause this frequencies that just do that. Maybe it's something that we just don't understand so, yet. Or may, so yeah. maybe you show up to the bridge, let's say you have these thoughts of self-harm. And they're just amplified. And, but maybe you don't intend to do it. Maybe it's like, Maybe a lot of people would look the other way, but this infrasound is like interfering with their reasoning skill or something. I mean, a big thing too with with uh, or impulse Aoki, control. Aoki Gara is like a lot of times you're finding these bodies in advanced stages of decomposition, and you got to think like, do they do autopsies on these bodies? Probably not. So you have no idea really, unless you find the noose around their neck, right? You have no idea how they died. Well, right? and there's so, so many. Bo- they say there's so many bodies unaccounted for. Exactly, so right? Just like missing people. You have no idea. Go, it's it's probably this. So maybe but we really have no idea. Yeah. So maybe there are a large amount of bodies that like uh, people that are dying in ways that we have no idea how, and that could explain that. That's strange. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if you wanted to go a little bit of a different direction, uh, there is. Does this have to do with are, aliens, Dan? 
Because I've been Probably. waiting for aliens. Maybe. <laughs> there is there is a tale from Japanese folklore known as the tale of the bamboo cutter. Now, if you view this tale through a certain lens, you might find it sitting right inside uh, what would be considered our wheelhouse of aliens or alien theorists or theorizing. Ooh, okay. Right? So... This tale uh, begins in a uh, one day in a old uh, bamboo forest, and there is a bamboo cutter, as this is the tale of the bamboo cutter, and he comes across a mysterious shining stalk of bamboo. Ooh! When he cuts this stalk of bamboo open, he finds an infant, the size of his thumb, inside of it. Now, I mean, if pickle, you've ever been... Pickle baby? Pickle baby? <laughs> <laughs> Just a pickle baby? <laughs> now, uh, he takes this infant home, and they raise it as their own. It is a living, is a living being, and they raise it as their own, and it grows into a, uh, into a female. It grows into a girl. And as they're raising this girl as their own, the bamboo cutter and his wife, uh, from that moment, every time that this man cuts open a stalk of bamboo. He finds a small nugget of gold inside. Good deal. Good deal. So it's a pretty sweet deal. The, Does the, the girl grow or the, is she still she grows, tiny? She grows. Uh, like full size? Fast. She grows and it is, I think it's preternat- preternaturally fast. Like, like she really grows fast. like, yeah, really fast. Oh, and within a, within a short species. amount of time, uh, about three months, the, uh, the girl who they've named Kaguya, 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 sorry, Kaguya, uh, grows into an infant, from an infant to a woman in three months' time. And oh. of ordinary size, ordinary proportions, but also extraordinarily beautiful. Oh, so the dad's like, how many goats can I get for her? That kind of thing. Well, not exactly, Wait, but they actually- gold nuggets, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they they do become rich, but the the hus- the uh, the bamboo cutter is, is also, tr- they try to keep Kaguya away from everybody. They try to keep the secret of her, like they try to keep her away from being noticed by those who would might covet her beauty. But- um, Despite his efforts, she attracts many suitors, and there's about five that make the cut. Now, uh, these five are all like they're all nobles of certain of, of certain standing, and they all are set dead set on making Kakuya their fighting their wife. to the death for her love. Well, not fighting <laughs> to the death, but Kakuya devises five impossible tasks for them to complete, and if they complete these, Sneaky. then the they will make them at three months old. Wow! Yeah, yeah she's yeah. really advanced. <laughs> it's advanced. Yeah, those man. are some crazy cognitive abilities. Uh, now each noble tries to complete. On, kids each going on three th- years. They can't even shit the potty yet. <laughs> yeah. All right, three years. Uh. Uh, <laughs> all five of the nobles fa- fail in their assigned task of what they're getting them. So none of them gets to uh, marry Kaguya. But the emperor of Japan finds out about Kaguya and decides to visit. And when he meets her, he instantly falls in love with her and asks for her hand in marriage. Now, Kaguya says no. Even the emperor of Japan, not going to. Friend zone the emperor? (laughs) That's not going to end well. No, daddy's going to get his head cut off. But she tells the emperor that I will not marry you, but they do... Pretty much, yeah. She does essentially. I guess you could say she's friends with them because they maintain. Well, they maintain correspondence. I'm a baby. (laughs) What do you want from me? (laughs) They still maintain correspondence. They do uh, write to each other, write back and forth to each other, and um, uh, but. But what the uh, what the parents notice is that every time Kaguya now uh, sees the full moon, her eyes fill with tears, and mm. her parents become to become increasingly worried about her, and she starts to exhibit this erratic behavior, and it becomes uh, you know it, it gets to such a point that eventually um, you know they say something to Kaguya, and Kaguya reveals that she is not of this earth. Uh, hmm, what would have told Excuse you that? Excuse me? That she, fucking, she's got Benjamin Bouton syndrome here. Yeah, it, honestly, <laughs> it's shame on her parents for even being surprised at this. <laughs> they found her in a fucking bamboo stalk. She grew she to was full the size, size of a thumb. In three months. 
in three months, they're like, what? You're not, you're not from earth. Oh my, oh what? my God. I'm like, <laughs> she, Andrew would have, Andrew would have had her in a pickle jar within a week. Absolutely. <laughs> Number one good price, buddy. Uh, she tells her adoptive parents that she is uh, of the moon and that her people live on the moon and that she must return to them. Now there 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 are different versions of the story but in some versions she is uh she's sent to earth and the reasoning that she's sent to earth is that um that she is uh she was sent because of some type of punishment as a punishment for some type of crime that she committed uh or that she was sent to earth because there was some type of celestial war going on trying and she was sent to super it's like su- superman yeah they didn't Planets blow up the moon. They didn't blow up the moon. They got away with that one. Yeah. Got lucky. Uh, and the uh, the gold is explained as part of it is part of her, uh, was sent with her in order to to pay for her upkeep. Like it was sent to to help her. So We're going to instill was these nuggets of gold in these bamboo shoots for taking <laughs> yeah. care of our alien daughter. Uh, this yeah. parents got a pretty good deal, man. They're getting gold nuggets. Their daughter's going to marry the fucking emperor. Like, all right, come on. Not bad gig. Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. They're going to travel the countryside. Showing off the moon, baby. <laughs> now, it gets show even... style. Yeah. Rick Dyer. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Dyer Dyer's on Rick Dyer of Japan. <laughs> Japan. Um, now, uh, there comes a day where Kaguya says that she is going to, her people are going to come and retrieve her and take her back to the moon. And as that day approaches, the emperor sends his guards to protect her, to prevent her from going with the moon people. And, um, but when they get there, that when the, when the, uh, when the celestials up arrive, the, the guards are blinded by a, a brilliant light and, and they can't do anything uh, when this happens. Solar flare. And, Ooh, UFO. Yeah, fuck yeah. Coming in. <laughs> UFO coming in hot. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, like it's a blinding light, which causes missing time that you're paralyzed and you can't do anything. Sounds- this is like, yeah, it sounds like abduction cases that we hear all the time. <laughs> uh, now, before she leaves, uh, Kaguya writes a note of apology to her parents and the emperor, both of them, and she gives her parents her robe as a memento. But she also leaves to the emperor a small vial or a small amount of what is the elixir of life, of immortality. And she attaches that to the letter to give to the emperor. Where, hey, where, the where, where, was that in a bamboo stalk? <laughs> it's part of it's just part of what she has. Like the secret of immortality is what they said. Oh, that she so had she that. just conjured it up. Why well, she knew how to make it? Or had it's it. a bottle of bath water. <laughs> That's what it is. Emperor's a freak. Now another <laughs> interesting part is this: is how apparently when they when they see her leave, um, as she hands this letter with the 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 piece of the uh, the elixir of immortality to the guard, it it said that the the moon people, her people that have come to retrieve her, they place on her shoulders a, a type of uh, what looks to be like a, a robe made of some type of feathers. And that when she dons this robe, all of her compassion for the people of earth, all of her sadness at leaving disappears. She becomes completely paralyzed to neuralize her coat. And mm. so the emperor orders his men to Take even when though when he receives this elixir of immortality, um, he finds that he's not able to bring himself to take it because he does not want to live forever without Kaguya. Oh, so you'll he, get over her. Take oh, the elixir. Oh, take that shit. <laughs> well, for guess sure. what? Guess what? If you die, there's no chance of you ever seeing her again. Uh, and so he takes the elixir and he has the he has his guards burn it on top of Mount Fuji, and there, um, you know, the smoke can see rising. So that is what, what an people- idiot! <laughs> isn't, doesn't isn't like Mount Fuji's name? Doesn't that have to do with like endless life? Isn't that the translation? Uh, it's for like it? The, yeah, it, it has a couple of of connotations. I wonder it if like- it. That ties into the story. Oh, maybe it, it does. I, I I believe it does because the oh. um they say that part of this is is what people used to explain that um when Mount Fuji was a little bit more active, uh you know, centuries ago there were a lot there'd be a lot of smoke rising from the uh, 
from the volcano, from the caldera and things like that. So they would use this as part of it. They, yeah. they would maybe offer this as an explanation. Maybe that's how they get the fucking formula for endless life is due to all the fucking sacrifices. People are called to Mount Fuji, to the base of Mount Fuji, by the infrasound to sacrifice themselves to produce this fucking elixir to keep people alive forever. So the aliens, what you're saying here, just hypothetically, what I'm saying. the aliens have put Moon some type people. of spell on this area in order for people to come and sacrifice their life energy. So the could aliens- Could be technology. Could be technology. It doesn't have to be a spell necessarily. Well, technology, it's magic. Isn't the ground like, like a high amount of iron? That is yes, what they, it does have it as well. Yeah, we didn't actually say that. They do claim that it's uh, because it is an old volcanic region. There is a lot right. of iron there, and it will and right. fucks because with all compasses of this stuff too. There. Compasses yeah. and GPS can be affected by the area itself. So, I'm not so I'm not so much sure about GPS, but like I, the compass part, I, I find is that's. Uh, I'm just that's, I'm just going with way, internet. Either way, Zell, <laughs> you're on to yeah. something here. Listen, vibe with me. Continue. The aliens have, for lack of a better word cast a spell. It could be technology, but it's something. Either way. And the, the reason the aliens have done this is for humans to come here to this area, sacrifice their life energy so these ETs can live forever. And that is the elixir of life. Absolutely. That's what's happening is. here. Yeah. Hypothet it. Hypothetically. That could be, that could be it. The, <laughs> it. the interesting thing about this bamboo cutter story, it kind of, what's the other one I remember us talking about another one where the girl's like in an acorn. Are you talking about Utsuro Utsuro Bune? Utsuro Bune. Yeah, Utsuro Bune. Bune. Where it's, uh, you know, she's found on the shore with its strange markings. That's um, Japanese as well, right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it, it is interesting that there's a tale. You know, they, they have a rich culture of... I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say they have a rich culture of extraterrestrials, but like if you read between the lines on some of these stories, well, this one she says she's from the moon, extraterrestrial. The other one they didn't know where where she was from, but it, it's it's an interesting thing that you have a lot of these kind of things that tie into like abduction stories I've heard about. Um, you know, how many times have we heard about like uh, extraterrestrials have a fascination with gold? Right, that's something that they look for, and now it's showing up in bamboo stalks here. Um, you know, part of me was wondering that if, like, if this is, if there maybe there was something more underneath, uh, like the lava when Mount Fuji blew in in eight sixty four A.D. or whatever, that maybe there was some sort of, um, you know, ancient structures there that. Wiped you know, out. or reactors or something that were basically destroyed and then covered and that, you know, the effects are still seeping through the earth of these pores in this forest, right? Because by all accounts, there's not a, there's, there's not a lot of wildlife in this. There is wildlife in this forest, but not a lot for how big it is. So I, 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 was, to, I kind of I have found to talk to like some type of too. biologist to, let me know the diversity of wildlife in there, but it seems like it's just by the stories, like no one really hears. Either you don't hear the birds chirping because the sound is, is absorbed so quickly. So you have to be like pretty close to the birds, but whatever it is, yeah, it seems super eerie. Like you go to this place and it's just. It, it would be very, because like even for animals, they like, like birds that chirp at each other, like it would be hard for them to communicate. And it would, it seems like it would not be a good place for. A lot of wildlife. There is wildlife. Like there's bears yeah, there, yeah. squirrels, everything like that, from what I remember reading. Yeah, Some small it is, stuff. Yeah, it does have um I, I'm pretty sure it has well, it has a pretty good abundance of wildlife. That it is yeah, it is a normal for all foxes, intents of rabbits, bunnies. <laughs> they, have, no, they got bears. It is a man. normal forest. Asian bears aren't real have, bears. Yes, they are. No, they got bears. They have that, it's uh, like it's like the sunburst bear, like the big wide yeah. face. Yeah. 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 Yeah, those things fucking maul people. Maybe there's some tanukis in there. You don't know. <laughs> it's not a bullshit panda bear, man. It's a, uh, it's a real bear. Yeah, it's it, for mo. For it is like a normal forest. That is uh, not normal because it is a unique in the way that it grows. Normal in the like sense that, that. how people the, go there and kill themselves. Well, uh, yeah. at an astronomical yeah, yeah, normal in the sense that it has trees and moss. Unnormal in the animals. fact that a, have a high percentage of people <laughs> it's literally it's dead bodies. Very, it's a centralized place of human. Exiting this planet, sacrifice and, and and people like people you know travel there. 
Is a ter- like it's well, a destination to do that. Well, that's like more of like, say, like, like it seems like more of a modern thing through the internet and stuff. The stories, yes. podcasts like us doing a story on it. People hear about it. I find the ice cave thing fascinating. Like I find that's the fact not, that, that would be really like, cool. That's not, and there's not, there's more than one of those. Like that, that's not the, the, the one I mentioned, like there's two of those, there's two or three of those caves where it's cold enough to, to for ice to form inside those caves year round. Like that's nuts to me. <laughs> I, I'd imagine being on the site of an active volcano with prior eruptions like that, that there is probably tons of spelunking you, you can do like caving like lava tubes, like probably a really cool place for adventure. If you're going, yeah. What's, what's frozen in those caves? King Ghidorah. Yeah. It sounds like the three headed yeah, yeah, beast. Yeah, <laughs> don't go in those caves. Kaiju. That's what's don't down wake, there. Don't wake him up. <laughs> I told you. Or demon samurai warriors, according to some Japanese manga I've read. Like um, it's one of those ones. But the, like this forest also is like, if Mount Fuji was to ever have a serious eruption again, this place is vaporized. Toast. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, wild place. Um, I mean, it's a place that I would still, I would go visit. I wouldn't feel too spooked, but I would be like, I would want to visit just the fact that that yeah. I think this the the absence of sound, like that 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 characteristic of it, just absorbing sound, uh, the like the ground being able to do that, and the the way the vegetation grows would be super interesting to me. I mean, I just being able to sit there and be well, like, it's like like that, like a natural place like that is like a. It's not the same thing. There's like something called like a, I think it's called like a anoic chamber, a place with zero sound reflection. And so these are like purpose built rooms, and most people oh, can't yeah, yeah, most yeah. people can't handle more than a few minutes inside, right? Because you start all you you just feel the sound, you can't hear anything, right? And you hear all of the the sounds that your body makes, the whooshing of your blood, like the creaking of your t- like everything. S one and S two sounds. You yeah. just can't. So yeah, but. So I'd imagine being in a place like, is, is it similar to when there's a, a heavy, deep, fresh snow outside acts as a huge right. sound absorber? I love that. Like I love, I, like for me, like I personally love that. Like that. It's everything sounds yeah. so dead. Is amazing. Yeah. I, I probably would sit in Aoki Agara for a second and be like, this is amazing. Yeah. If, <laughs> I feel like yeah. this is and, and then you know what? You'd sit there, Dan, you'd sit there and then you go, I want to stay here forever. Because mm. you've been trapped by right? the alien spell. They're trying to suck your life force. Yep. Right, and then right. I marry a moon and that's lady. That's how it begins. And then I marry yeah. a moon lady, and I'm cool. Like, you listen, like, she's turning she on turned the emperor. <laughs> what do you think that is? What is this oh, how many gold nuggets do you have? What's the emperor got on me? Probably about fucking three inches. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. We're talking about the emperor of Japan here. He's probably shorter than Dan. Yeah, real. come on. Let's be real. Uh, uh, emperor of Japan is probably here. five foot four. Dan's getting friend zoned for yeah, sure. Jeez, but is the emperor? No, okay. Dan's a really nice guy. Maester outranks emperor. Everybody knows that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Fair. We'll give we'll give Dan this one. Dan will will bed the moon baby. Yeah. And be the emperor yeah. of the world. You heard it here yeah, first. Yeah. Dan loves three months. Emperor year of the moon. <laughs> emperor. emperor of the moon. That's what Dan's going yeah. for here. Emperor of the moon. Yeah. Ben Pito, but that's Maester of the Moon. Yeah. Moon Maester. There we go. It's got a good ring moon to Maester. it. Moon yeah. Maester. Moon Maester. Love it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. But that was the Ron Pond. That was the Ron Pam monthly pick if uh you know if if you want a different topic or you thought that that one wasn't uh super cool it's your uh, fault it's your fault it's your fucking fault yeah, you, you, fucking picked it. It. you picked your it fault. well also i was gonna say if people want to be able to get in on the fun and get to to see what the topics are and get to pick you, know, you get on our patreon <laughs> oh yeah do that too and then you get your your voice heard and you can uh you know Change change the course, correct the course of the show if you if you yeah. want to. I usually keep the, I usually try to keep the topics at least as diverse as possible. It's usually like a paranormal, alien, and cryptid. Usually, I try to keep one on there. And um, each, uh, suicide forest is once in a while. Suicide. Once in a while, yeah. But yeah, as Andrew said at the start of the show, it's never too late to talk talk to someone. So reach out, reach Don't out, suffer in silence, reach out. And if you're not supporting the show and you want early access, ad free, bonus we'll see stuff. Of the week. I'm an idiot. Third <laughs> <laughs> of the week. Third right uh, of the week first. Got yeah. handsome Zell. He's missing cues, yeah, yeah, man. Zell. Hey, you know why? Because five years ago we didn't do this. That's why he just yeah. went back. Just, he regressed. Yeah, regressed five mm-hmm. years. Hey, listen, right? we did. Hey, we did a Cosmic Channels from t- 2014 last night. I think <laughs> we did. So something's happening here. We're going back, boys. We're stuck in a time um, loop. Theory of the week goes to Anna B. Anna B sent us a very heartfelt email. It was very nice to read. Um, 
asking if, you know, she wasn't sure if we see this. We see all emails. When you email us, message us, one of the four of us we reads it. We hear all. Yeah, and one if, of us will see it. If you don't get a response, it's because Andrew got to it first. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't I didn't even see the email. Yes. See, see what I mean? Um, but thanks, Anna, for the kind words. Um, you know, if easy way to get the of the week, send us some kind words, nice heartfelt email, you know, that uh, heartwarming or five star review on Are you any read podcast. The email? No, I'm not gonna read the email. Well, I want to hear it. I'll show it to you after. It's too heartfelt. Too oh, heartfelt. Okay. Well, thanks, yeah. Anna. It's too I'm personal to hear about it. I made so, us smile. Uh, thanks. Thank yeah. Made us smile. Thanks for supporting the show, Anna. You were the theorite of the week. Hell yeah! All right, so that's your cue. Now I push the button. <laughs> now I read the beauties who support the show. <laughs> we'll figure it out. As I briefly said, early access, ad free. The Patreon is the easiest way the most direct way to support the show we greatly appreciate every single one this week we have Grimnar it's a good it's a good character name Grimnar Xander Coates Polly hey hey, Xander Coates is a funny one because we chirped him because I guess his dad had donated more than him (laughs) we made fun of him so then he matched his dad's donation that a boy Xander really show him up show the old man up hey just so you hey uh, other Coates He's now tied. You're tied now. Just saying. Got to keep one up, one up in each other. We have Polly Cesares, Caitlin Johnson, Ashton Hilton went up. Corey Doran. What? This is weird. Caitlin Johnson subscribed both on Patreon and on Supercast. You should cancel. Oh, you should cancel one of those. <laughs> Wanted to make sure. Anyways, thank you very much Good for supporting get. the show. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in the after hours. 